and welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Baker, a financial advisor, money mindset coach, and all-out money guru when it comes to creating the financial future you are after. This is the podcast where we make talking money normal and manifesting into our lives practical. I share with you money mindset tips and tricks as well as practical financial strategies to help you create the financial life and relationship with money that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Sensibility Podcast. I am your host, Amy Baker, and I am so pumped that you are here listening to me today. Last week, I started to talk about, I think, more around our mindset when it comes to sort of setting goals and all our money and really setting ourselves up for success. So I'm kind of actually going to continue this sort of subject, but actually bring to your attention potentially your emotions around money. This is something that I see and explore more so as a mindset coach than the financial advisor. And it was actually one of the reasons why I fell down this sort of rabbit hole in the research that I did and what got me into money mindset coaching, because I did notice this around people when it came to money, obviously being in the finance world now for well over, I think 18 years, in fact, because I was just sort of doing keeping for businesses before I got into actual banking and finance. And that was in 2004. So we're now 2023. So we're heading into the 19th year and 10 years since I started my financial planning business. So woohoo, pretty cool. But what I've been seeing in businesses with individuals and including with myself and, and my family, I sort of actually really see it a lot in my husband. He'll hate the fact that I said that is that we all kind of have, I guess, tentacles of emotions wrapped around our, our money in our money story. But many of us actually are completely unaware of this and completely unaware of our money story. And as a result, aren't really working through what's actually holding you back when it comes to your finances. One of the motivating reasons why I got into this creating the course, the Sensibility Money Transformation course, but the mindset coaching piece was because I was getting frustrated as a financial advisor seeing people wanting to improve their finances, wanting a financial plan, wanting to, you know, go full stream ahead. But as soon as I would create the plan and they were all gung-ho, very excited, happy to go, they would actually sabotage themselves in some way, shape or form. Most people, not everybody, but I have seen this quite a lot. And I know I'm not the only advisor out there who has seen this. You do a great financial plan. You put present the statement of advice. You start getting all the stuff done, implementing rollovers and putting the investment strategy pieces together or in, getting insurance stuff sorted out. And then it's time to catch up and see where they go. You know, the client's going with their cash flow, with maybe making regular repayments to their super fund or to their mortgage or clearing up the bad debt that they've been, that they've, you know, accumulated. And catching up with them, and I always know this with, with clients and those who are listening, you know who you are, you go really quiet on me. And when they go quiet, it's usually avoidance because they're not sticking to their part of the bargain. And why is that? This is the biggest mistake I see is that they're not in touch with the emotions around their money. They, they actually are very, you know, excited and wanting to see their financial situation change but they're not really taking action to do that. Now, there are many reasons why. Firstly, our brains 
are designed to keep you safe, okay? So when something's new, we're going to often want to avoid it. We might go in and change it a little bit. You know, for example, we want to go to the gym regularly and all of a sudden you might find that an appointment was scheduled that time you wanted to go to the gym or something's actually come in the way that's interrupted your schedule and you're not going to the gym and then another another situation happens and that maybe you were going to eat healthier because you didn't go to the gym and next thing you've been invited out for pizza night with your family. All of those little things are little tests to go, do you really, really want this? And it's the same when it comes to money. It's the same when we actually want to make big changes. We've got to be looking at what's actually stopping me. And it's often some subconscious behavior. There's some subconscious wiring and fears that potentially could be holding you back. In money terms, we could be holding back because our self-talk, we've been programmed to think, you know, I'm terrible at money. I'm hopeless with money. I'm no great. I'm no good at it. Or it could be simply that it's so unknown, such a new time for you that you kind of just put it off. You kind of go, well, I'm trekking, trekking okay. I'll deal with that later. And that's another type of avoidance. So what I really want you to be aware of is actually questioning, am I avoiding? Am I in my integrity here and saying I'm going to do what I I said I was going to do? For example, you might want to set up a new budgeting program process. You might want to start making salary sacrifices towards your super or knowing that interest rates are rising. You've got to really shuffle your cash flow around to start increasing those, you know, those mortgage repayments. But every time you go to do this, something happens, something interrupts you, you procrastinate, you avoid, you could be one of those people that don't even open an envelope, a statement, or when you see a statement in your inbox for your super, you don't open it. Why? Have you ever actually thought about why? And what are you afraid of? What are you not wanting to face? And sometimes it's actually not the fact that there's going to be something scary in that statement or that, you know, reshuffling your, your numbers around so that you can make more contribution to your mortgage. It's not going to be too restrictive, but it's something that you just avoid doing. My question to you is to really sit on that and think about what is it that I really want to achieve when it comes to my financial goals and what is it that is holding me back? Am I avoiding? Am I really wanting to make changes? And if that is the case, why aren't I doing that? And you will find that when you start really honing in and asking these questions, you may be aware that there is actually some emotions around money. When we start to see that, we can start to see these, I guess, little nuggets of truth. Or for me, I see it as a gift. Once we have an awareness of I'm avoiding money because I've, I've got a limiting belief around the fact that I could be debt-free or I have a limiting belief around the fact that I'm good with money or that I have... I guess maybe I don't even know, but I just know that I have been playing it too safe. And now's the time to step out of my comfort zone. So what am I going to do about that? And as I do that, 
I want to be aware of what those emotions or what those feelings are that come up when it comes to money, making decisions around money. Am I sitting on the fence with making big decisions out of fear of making the wrong one? Now, that's a big one, by the way. That's something I see a lot and why a lot of people do go and seek financial advice because they're triggered by the fact that they are potentially making the wrong decision. But the fact is then they come and see you and they still don't act on that. So it's about really being honest with yourself. First, am I making decisions that are either playing it safe or am I sit or have I got too many ideas and not choosing one? Am I in overload of choices? And we're doing this, by the way. You're creating these scenarios for yourself to stay stuck. So the one thing I would be saying to get unstuck when it comes to your money and your emotions around money is potentially to journal. I know it sounds very, you know, I guess I always use the word woo-woo, but journaling is a really good way of just sort of downloading your thoughts. Go for a walk. I love walking or exercising and actually letting my thoughts come to me and I'm questioning things. So being really present or even meditating on this. So if you've, you've got that self-discipline to meditate and have an awareness of your thoughts, have an intention, set an intention of asking yourself some key questions around your money and your emotions with money. Another thing I want you to do is also go back to your earliest years. Now, this is where we talk about our money story. Our money story might give you further insight to what really is holding you back and why you're potentially playing safe when it comes to making financial decisions or making changes to improve your financial situation. So think about your childhood first. And another thing, like I am jumping all over the place. I do not have any script here. This is simply me just getting ideas and running them by you. So first, if let's just backtrack before I talk about the money story, going for a walk or sitting down and writing in, writing out in a journal or even meditating and asking yourself, what is holding me back when it comes to my finances? And I want you to really think about the emotions and also your self-talk. What thoughts are coming up? What are you saying to yourself around money? Are you telling yourself how good you are or how bad you are at managing it or that you just don't have enough? Again, listen to yourself. If you're saying, I don't have enough to make it work for me, then you're in a scarcity mindset. And that in itself has a completely new, different direction because we'll work on the scarcity mindset and how you can really break through that emotional state as well. But the fact is we really want to explore why you're being held back. What are your triggers? What are your emotions? And it might be that this point in time, you might start going back to past experiences. And this is exactly what our brains do. Our subconscious is basically keeping you where you are because of fear of you either reliving a past trauma or actually make stumbling into a new trauma. It's all about survival. So what we've got to do is find evidence around the stories you'll be telling yourself around money. So for example, you've got a story about, I'm just no good at it. Even if the financial advisor's given me 
a strategy and I'm, be, I'm supposed to be making regular payments, but I somehow avoid all this because I've got this self-talk about how hopeless I am with money. So I want you to now look at your past experiences when it comes to money and really think about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want you to start then focusing on the good. Anytime you've actually achieved something, you've got a pay rise. I mean, you get regular pay, you know, you get regular income perhaps that you actually still manage to pay the bills and put the food on the table. Even if it's as simple as that, that you are able to make your regular payments or that you've actually been able to pull out your, your bills. Whatever it is that you're actually saying is consistent and doing good and not causing you to go backwards or fail, I want you to start seeing the evidence that you actually are good at money. I see a lot of women, especially divorced women, who for a period of time when they've been married or in a partnership have lost confidence because their partners have taken over and is managing the finances and doing all of that. And then they go into being back as a single parent, you know, a single person, potentially even a single parent. And even though they're surviving, even though they're doing well because they've kept the roof over their heads, they're managed to, managing to keep put the food on the table, and they may be even doing this with children as a single parent, they still have this self-talk, I'm hopeless with money. I don't know how to invest. I don't know how I'm going to secure my financial future. You know, I, I've, I've just been told for so long that I'm not good at it. But you're doing it. That's the thing. So I want you, whatever your situation is, to look at all of your wins. And I want you now then, once you look at your wins, I want you to look at evidence around you for other people who are doing good with their money. And those even your friends that might be talking similar to themselves as you are, that are, oh, you know, I'm pretty shit at money. I'm not great at it. I want you to sort of see that they are doing really well and that all of the stories, these limiting beliefs are just BS, okay? So I want you to start writing this down and being aware of that self-talk. And as you're doing that self-talk, I really want you to start changing the narrative, rethinking and reframing a new language around money. That money is abundant. That money is easy. That money comes to you every fortnight or week or month that you get paid. And that as you get paid, you're able to pay these bills. You're able to do all these things. And I want you to start also shifting this into a space of gratitude. Really, you know, changing that connection to money with more of a positive emotion. Now let's go back to your money story. We all have money stories and it could be simple as, you know, being told as a child that money doesn't grow on trees or you've seen your parents fight around money or you've actually seen an uncle do really, really well and yet your dad's struggling or your mum's struggling or your parents are doing really well but other people in your neighbourhood are struggling or you were given money and you lost it. Whatever your story is, I would like you to go as far early as your earliest childhood because actually at this point in time, our subconscious is being developed and this is where we're starting to build our stories and actually start creating the framework to survive as humans, as adults. So our subconscious is drawing back all the way through to our earliest childhood. So it's really important to go back and think about what were the emotional 
relationships around money that I was exposed to as a child. And whether they are negative or positive, I want you to write them down. It's really, really important to reflect on this because you might start seeing certain patterns and behaviors in your adulthood, in the decisions that you make, in maybe fleeting decisions. Maybe you've been raised with somebody who, as soon as money you know, comes to them, it slips through their fingers. And now all of a sudden you've started to pick up that kind of pattern as well. You may have been in a household like mine where one minute we were doing really, really well financially and then my parents split up and mum was a single parent. And so I went from this feast to famine, feast to famine sort of cycle. And I do this with a lot of my students and clients where, you know, they've got had similar experiences in their adult lives. They're going, for years I did really well. And then a few years later, I was like in this sort of space of struggling again and struggle street. And it would be like this for another couple of years. And then all of a sudden I'd re rebuild everything back up. And to find a few years later, it was back to struggle street. So we're seeing now patterns. And, but we can actually break this pattern. We can break this pattern through all sorts of things. Now I'm the practical person in terms of creating a strategy that's going to keep you on track with your goals. And I teach this in my sensibility money transformation course. So you, I teach you how to sort of build your own plan, but I also am about being, having that awareness and a mindset around your money to keep you on track and motivated as well. So when you're in a space where you finally start to recognize your patterns and your behaviors and your emotional connection to money and you want to change that, we've got to work on some exercises that actually take you within, take you more to that emotional intelligence than the, I guess, e, you know, IQ and the EQ space, the IQ being Here's the financial strategy that I'm going to teach you on how you can create your own plan and be financially successful. And here's the EQ piece, the how you're going to be emotionally successful and in a, a nice, I guess, energetic balance with your money in more of a positive space and seeing your money as your friend, as the tool that it is, as the provider to all sorts of unlimited potential. So one of those things that I teach with clients and students is actually seeing money from a net potential. Money just doesn't, if you look at the financial markets, you look at the money around the world, there is billions and billions and billions of dollars, trillions in fact, and it has infinite potential. It doesn't actually run out, but we have this mindset that it's going to stop for us. So we've got to look back for evidence within our own lives and other people's lives. And with that evidence, start connecting to that on an emotional level. One of the exercises I do is actually, and this was from Ken Honda, who's also a money mindset coach or money coach. And he has this exercise where if you imagine money like a bit of energy and you turn that energy into say it's water. Okay, and the little bit of money that you've got is water trickling through a brook. And then as you start seeing the life that that water gives and you start becoming grateful for that, starting to, starting to see greenery around there and things are starting to come alive, 
then all of a sudden you start to see that that actual t- a little brook is now turning into a river. And as you start seeing how that river can go into different veins and different spaces around land, you, it starts to, the, the, the main vein of that river starts to get bigger and bigger. And it's now turning into rushing water. And next thing it is overwhelmingly big body of water that just escapes out into the ocean, which is just incredible and huge. And there's big waves crashing and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And all of the things that that water has actually done, the life that it gives, that some of that water then gets up and evaporated into the sky and moves across in clouds and then goes and waters land and then creates food. Now, money does exactly the same. It's, it's, it's different, I guess. It's the same energy. It's just now in a different form. You've got to look at it very differently. Now, in your own life, when you get money and it comes in and you're going to invest in your financial future, so you're going to see some of that go out to your superannuation, you're going to look at that and be really grateful and see, what does that money do right now? Well, first of all, it's, it's actually in the financial market. So it, it's, you know, improving, you know, our current economy in some respects, our local economy, but it's also improving world economy as well. So you're contributing. But at the same time that contribution is making into the financial markets, which is your investment, it's also further growing into your financial future. And how is that going to serve you? As you start thinking about what your retirement would look like, the things you, you're going to do, the experiences you're going to have, you're going to maybe help family members or travel. You might sell your property that you're living in and move north or south towards, you know, you might treescape or seascape. So that's one thing. Straight away, you can see your money doing more than just one singular transaction. You pay your bills, your electricity, you are paying your gas, you're paying for your internet. And think about that just for a minute. That one simple transaction each and every month that pays your internet and you may be even connected to your phone or other family members' phones as well that keeps you connected, that keeps you in work, that keeps you learning. It keeps you entertained. It does so many more things than just paying a bill. And let's take it further. You go to a cafe and you buy maybe a breakfast. You're sitting there with your, your avocado on toast with some poached eggs, some feta and some balsamic on a beautiful crusty artesian type of bread. What's it called? Sourdough. There you go. And you order a latte and you're watching people around you bustling around. Some people are sitting there with their laptops, other people are having conversations, and you can see the staff in and out of the kitchen serving people. And you look around to the building that you're in. And the, when you pay that bill, you've contributed to the people who are working there. And their lives, because a portion of that money that you paid for that that breakfast and that latte is going to someone else's income, to their lives, maybe to pay 
their bills. But it's also thinking about, well, the eggs, that was a local farmer who has, you know, a re-range chicken farm, the local avocado provider, the local bakery, the, the landlord, because you're paying a portion of your rent, the rent for the property that you're sitting in, that, you know, that you're enjoying this one little meal. So when you think about it, really expanding your mind to how your money energetically is like that little brook or the river that is going in all different directions to make their life that you're living richer. See, now when you think about it, how's that shifted your energetic connection with money? I love this exercise. I find this exercise quite enriching. It is also a way that I can then tap into a space of gratitude. But by doing that, we're now in an emotional state of gratitude. And that in, in itself is more of a high vibration energetically. And that's what money is about. It is just simply energetic exchange for either your time or for things or experiences. So when you're thinking now, going back to the very beginning of this podcast, and I asked you, are you avoiding looking at a bank account, avoiding the strategy that you really wanted to implement, but for some reason you kind of get stopped in your tracks because you're just, just playing it safe? I want you to step out of your comfort zone and start seeing money in a different perspective. And every single day, try and look at money from that point of view, from that energetic flow. And then when it comes to making your financial decisions, Again, I think it's great to look at inspiration outside of our finances. Like, for example, Marie Kondo is all about if it gives you joy, you know, that you know, minimalist lifestyle. If it gives you joy, then you, you save it. If it doesn't give you joy, out it goes. And I also say that, you know, the same thing when you're going to purchase things. Are you bored? Is it on a whim? Does it give you joy? And when you're looking at your financial planning or your strategy or your goals, I want you to, again, emotionally connect to that. Will this outcome, if I were to stick to this strategy or stick to saving, stick to clearing my debt, if I stuck to, you know, rejigging a budget and that new budget is going to mean that I'm paying an extra 2% per month on my mortgage? How will I feel after 12 months of consistently doing that? What emotional state will I be in? Will I be happy? Will I be in a better financial position? I really want you to connect emotionally to that. It's important that you do that because now you're taking away the drudgery and the boredom and the, you know, I guess the frustration and the fear around your money. So if this is something that sounds really cool, then I suggest you follow the link below and register to be on my wait list because you'll get in your inbox updates when we've got new offers in the middle of working on my program on how to, I guess, my automated money management program, my money management system. I don't call it a budget because in my world, budgets have always had this sort of restrictive negative connotation to it. So I call it my, my cash flow modeling plan. Okay. But you could be calling it whatever you want, but I've created that coming up in the next week 
It'll be in my link in bio, in my Instagram, I think. There should be a link or some way of you getting that from TikTok because I'm going to be putting a TikTok reel for that one. But anyway, you can otherwise reach out to us via our wall, DM me through my Instagram or my Facebook page. But what I want you to do is start, if you do like this, start reaching out, practicing this. And also, if this does actually resonate with you in any shape, way or form, and I, again, sorry that some of these things that I say doesn't even make sense because I, I do speak on the fly and I probably talk too fast, but your feedback is really appreciated. So whatever platform you're listening this to this podcast on, please do rate it. Please give me feedback. Feedback's only going to help me improve. And my job, my role, my goal is to actually serve others to improve their financial well-being. And that's through with the practical stuff and the emotional stuff. Many of us really get hung up and stuck in this negative emotional space. And I know I've been a, a you know, victim to that myself, where I would actually go into a complete spiral and have meltdowns around my, mom, my money, around situation I was in. But when I always go back and look for the evidence, the reality is I always have landed on my feet. I've never been in a situation where I'm completely homeless. I've never been in a situation where the, the end of the world is going to happen. I've always also got to look at it and go, well, what are the lessons? What have I done wrong here? And what can I fix to improve it so this doesn't happen again? So I was in the middle of saying to put your feedback in because that will help me serve more people if I am sort of stuffing this up a little bit. And if you're liking what I'm doing, please share it. Share it with your friends and family and also give us a positive rating because that really helps us as well. But don't forget, that there will be links here in the show notes if you want to actually reach out, if you're interested in the Sensibility Money Transformation course. And I'll just give you a bit of a rundown on what that entails. The Sensibility Money Transformation course is a practical course that teaches you how to create your own financial plan, as well as a course that teaches you how to overcome the emotional blocks when it comes to your money relationship or your relationship with money, shall I say. So I cover money mindset. I, in fact, go through and explain how our subconscious works and how it actually has been keeping you back and what things you need to be aware of and how to change that. I also go through how to really create an automated money cash flow system that will work for you to achieve your goals. Now, I'm giving you guys an opportunity to get an idea of what that looks like with my new offer. So that will be in the links below too. I then teach you all about investing, superannuation, contributions, tax, the importance of protecting yourself, risk management, the importance of debt, good debt, bad debt, and the downright ugly, and how to get out of it, and how to, and what to, what sort of, you could keep, what you should potentially need to leverage with if you are looking to, you know, grow and invest and leverage, and also what to completely clear and close the door on. We also go through a 30-day money challenge, which really is all about that sort of what I talked about today, really shifting your mindset around money and improving your relationship with money. This course has, I believe, eight to 12 modules. I keep adding to it, to be honest with you. I'm in the beta, beta launch right now, and I am still adding more lessons 
And it also has spreadsheets and tools that you can use regularly to ensure you're on track and you're going to achieve your goals. I'm a big believer in telling your money what to do because otherwise it's going to leave. So that interests you. Don't forget to click the link below and join my waitlist. I'll be launching this in the coming months, I'd say next two, three months, probably by March, and then again later in the year. So I am very excited that we're actually now going to be taking this to market. Now, if you also are interested in financial advice, then please reach out to us on the Recab Advice website, recabadvice.com.au, or any of my offers or information on the Sensibility website too. That's sensibility with a C, dot net, dot au, sensibility. So thank you again. Stay safe, be happy, and I can't wait to speak to you next week. I, fi- I think actually one of our, one of my course students from the Sensibility Money Transformation course will be joining me on this podcast to share her experience and journey that she's gone through by do- doing this course. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing her. It might not be next week, it could be the week after, but I will keep you posted. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share the love, like and share all posts. Social links are in the show notes below. Please note that any information shared in this podcast is general in nature and not to be perceived as financial advice. Please seek advice from a licensed financial advisor just like me. We also want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation as the traditional custodians of this country we record this podcast in. We recognise their continuing connection to the land and waters and thank them for protecting this coastline and its ecosystems since time immemorial.